live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. Trying to just grab all the bags, as the kids say. Is that how they say it? I don't know. Whatever. No, stop with the... Where was the question? <laughs> you gonna kill me over some pizza? Yes. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. I like corn. I don't like cornfields. So I know you wanted to ask me at some point, do I like this field of dreams game for the Yankees and the White Sox? Eh. It's awesome. It uh, brings up bad memories. You know, if you're going to poke fun at you know, me as a kid, at my name, uh, Cornfield. Cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, I don't really, I don't have any desire to, like, be or live in those areas of the country that have cornfields. If, corn, honest, if just, cornfield's not in, a, not in an open soon, I'll be very angry. Cornfield and Company. There's worse. There's worse. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Curtis Terry's with us. He's sitting in for the hour. The former UNLV basketball player, voice of the Rebels, along with John Sandler, on the basketball side on radio. Isn't it? It's funny, right? It's funny. Like We're all, we think, mature adults. And I throw out the cornfield, and everyone's like, <laughs> I had no idea where you were going with <laughs> yeah, that one. Me neither. I like it, too. I was like, when have you even seen a cornfield? Yeah. It's very oh, weird. I've seen it before. Uh, Not in no Jersey. But uh, there actually, there's, uh, they, there actually is Jersey corn. It's Jersey's more agricultural than it, Jersey yeah. is a dump. Yeah. Uh, there it's, is it's a lot a, of farmland. It's, it's a dump by the stadiums and by the cities across from New York City. Southern but the rest, Jersey, it's the Garden State. South Jersey's trash well, too. South Jersey across from Philly can be a little bit rough. You know, trash. you, you want to be strapped in Camden. Gets a little tough. And even when you, if you're driving between there and and to the shore, like it, there's a bunch of trash areas with just nothing in forests. Nothing. Sucks. There's a bunch of trash areas with forest. Yeah, forest the pine is, barrens. Forest is trash. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm anti cornfields. You're anti trees. We know that already. We, yeah, with, that's of course we know that. But I will say, like, listen, I talked the other day. Like, not many things get me like, oh, that's cool. This is cool. Like, oh, you're building, really for it? building a stadium in the middle of a cornfield and having a game. That's very cool. All right. I all wish right. that they didn't have a wall. Like, I wish you just hit it into the cornfield, and that was like nobody gets the ball back, and you're like, all right, that's right. that's like a triple or something. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I would love that. I like it. And it, it's funny because I've been there before. Family road trip way back when. <laughs> I don't know. That, I mean, I would never do that to my kids, but we family road tripped out to Iowa because my mom was going to interview for a job at a college, and we stopped by there, ran the bases, went out in the cornfield. I think it's cool. Did you yeah. cry during the movie at all? Did yeah, you get moved by it? I did. When? Uh, I mean, there was a couple times, I think. When? Can you point it out? No, I mean, I, I can point it out. I movie like 25 years. It was years. on the other night. It was on MLB Network. And there's a moment where... Um, the ghost appears? Well, the dad comes back. Sure. So that at that point, you're like... Have a eh. catch. Yeah. Want to have a catch. So for, like, guys, you know, if you, if you unless you're a complete non-athlete, like a lot of you in the, a lot of you's in the audience, <laughs> and actually a lot of people who work for the radio station. That's weird. Uh, Playing catch was kind of, you know, it's kind of a thing, you know, Ugh. that is nice Nostalgia. and reminiscent. Yeah, it is. For sure. But you, as you know, I've talked about it before. I, I cried a lot of things when I'm watching them. It's weird. Well, hard knocks. Hard knocks are going to be a blubbery, <laughs> completely blubbery Dude, I, mess. Did they the first it. episode? They teased one. They were like, oh, you know, the, the cut. That's the most difficult part of any training camp. I was like, no, don't do this to me. And it was him cutting the, the, the paper for the gift wrapping. I was like, oh, thank God. It didn't happen. But if you things that are designed to make you cry, like that moment in Field of Dream, no chance. It's things that aren't designed to make you cry that get me. I'm yeah. not going to fall for have your you, nonsense. Do you, have to, do you have to, like, harden up as a male 
when you have kids, like especially when you have a son? No, I think you soften up. You do? Yeah. So you, you'll actually leak in front of your kid? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. if it happens, if you mean the right situation arises. But like, like Adam <laughs> said, I'm the guy. Like, I'll scroll through Facebook these days and I'll catch that one video. And I'm like, oh, oh man, <laughs> that I, that's the kind of we need more people like that in the world. Yeah. All right, big five time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. Look at the uh, the, the the criminal. I saw you do it. Come on, the doors say don't use them. They've been closed for like a year. So La- some, that lady's scurrying away. She's like, I didn't do it. Somebody walked to the emergency exit, tried to go out that way. The alarm started going off, and she like scrambled across the floor as if nobody saw her. <laughs> we, saw we all saw who did it. We saw it. We saw it. Just, just take your medicine. You did it. So as Curtis said, Field of Dreams you watch, it's nostalgic. You know, he, the, the, his dad comes out of the, the cornfield, and you're like, oh, you know, I remember being a kid. Um, I don't have a great segue for this, but I do find it completely fascinating that J.R. Smith is going back to school to finish off his degree, which I, we could probably have a whole discussion about mm-hmm. uh, when guys go to a school. Did J.R. Smith, he, did, he Did actually didn't. That's right. That's why it's he, interesting. Well, he committed to North Carolina. Correct. So I was going to make some North Carolina academic jokes, but he never went to North Carolina. So now he's going to go to, is it North Carolina A&T? Yeah. Correct. And with his eligibility, he wants to try to make the golf team. I think that is Awesome. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is about it, he's a, he's a pretty good golfer. Now, I have no business getting out there on the golf course with him. <laughs> I'll keep my, my golf skills to myself in private. Uh, but I think it's cool for a guy that went directly from high school to the NBA, doesn't go to college, now says, I want to go back, get my education. I mean, why not? Who wouldn't want to go back to go to college and let alone be a student athlete? I would love to do it again. Uh, I mean, hopefully the NCAA allows it. Because, I mean, obviously, like, Chris Wanky went back and did it, and he was, like, 28 when he played and didn't go to BYU. I feel like we, there's a lot of directions I can go on this. Do, do we lose respect for him if he goes to college and lives as a rich guy? Like, don't you have to go to college and be a student? Like, I'm living in the dorms. I'm not going to use my money. Got to eat ramen, I'm gonna get the, ramen yeah, the whole time. I'm going to get the real experience. No. Do you know how much more fun college would be if you had all the, the funds at your disposal? Sure. But you're not getting the real experience. <laughs> no. That's not what other people go through. Yeah, no. And, I, I mean, the more important question, which is obvious, like, are you, is it cool? Now that you're a college student again, are you, you're, are you back in college? Like, are we going to college bars? We're being oh. college girls. Like, are we living as a college it's kid? A slippery slope there. If you talk about you go to college now on Thursdays, I mean, you're going to run into some <laughs> ladies that are not quite of, of age. No, they're, I think they're 18 to go to college. Fake ID. I mean, yeah, fake ID. That's what I'm talking about. These guys. Be careful. Okay. Ooh. I mean, I feel like you're, if you're in college, you're in college. Like, let's go. Yeah, so he's like, is he going back and, like, physically going to go to class in person? Or is he going to, like, enroll, take online courses, and just show up to, at the yeah, course to, to, to swing with the guys? I want him living a college life. Wake up at 6 a.m., give me, like, a, you know, Econ 102 class, 7.30 a.m., Tuesday and Thursday. Could you imagine JR in class? He doesn't <laughs> no. like something the professor says and throws a soup on him. <laughs> Ah, that's right. I forgot about the, the soup incident. Oh, no. Keep him. <laughs> that's right. Did, I think the we did dining like, hall and the soup. We did like 19 straight shows on what kind of soup it was. I can't believe I forgot about it. That's right. That was the thing you were most intrigued by was what kind of, of course, soup what it was. What kind of soup was it? All right, next up. Number four. All right, so really interesting with UNLV football. I was out there this morning. Uh, yesterday they had scrimmaged in a closed scrimmage at Allegiant. And, hey, they're, uh, I saw the countdown a little while ago. I think I'm going to be a little bit off. But they're like, I think the countdown was about 20 days and 17 hours away from the opener against Eastern Washington. No one has officially been dubbed 
the starting quarterback. Uh, here's Marcus Arroyo, the coach, talking about the quarterbacks and what he's looking for, like when he's going to make the decision, when he makes the decision, how does he make sure that the number two guy keeps his head in it. So a lot of stuff going on here between Doug Broomfield and Justin Rogers and maybe Tate Martell. Excited about They've been really good in film, really good as they come out here, and we've been really critical with them. They've bounced back from that. They've taken good coaching, so another chance to get better. Does it eventually turn into quarterback? We're, we're pushing towards that. You're in practice eight. You hope to get to that by about second scrimmage. You know, practice once you get about uh, three-quarters of the way through, you hope you can get to one guy. Obviously, you can start getting now two weeks out of a game and see if you can start getting some real some real energy with one guy. Um, and hopefully that, that that's organic, you know. Hopefully that's organic and, and you can really feel that in the, in the group. So we're pushing them pretty hard to see if we can get that feel. That's the key to coaching, right? That's the key to, to having a group, um, to having a group, that, especially the quarterback group, you know, um, managing the psyche of the, of the starter, managing the psyche of the backup, managing the psyche of the group. Keep guys engaged, you know, because it's really a, most of the time in college football, the quarterback has a small margin between between those guys, unless you've got unless you've really escalated the group over time, which is, we've done at other places. But right now, those guys know, shoot, it could happen any second. Happened today in two minute drill, you know, one guy hit a little a little bang up here, got a quick on field promotion. I kind of forced it, which was good, but to be engaged, it's good. All right. By the way, I, I kind of grimaced when he said organic. You ever go? Like with an idea in your head about because you're you're you know you're gonna write a feature right and you got an idea in your head and a direction you're gonna go in and it's funny this this is I'm it's very cheesy but I happen to be listening to Rick Neuheisel on the way over to practice and he was talking about making the quarterback decision and he's like it's organic and I was like damn it I like that I'm gonna hit Arroyo with the organic thing and then he just did it on his own oh so he he wasn't I was like I lost responding to you saying organic no he no he just did it he just did it. I was like, ah, I can't double up now. I hope that he's just using coach speak. I hope he knows who his quarterback's going to be. Me too. Um, I think <laughs> – I've said all along I think it's I think it's Broomfield. I think Rodgers is behind uh, on, on a couple of fronts. Now, Tate Martell could get in the mix, but he's got his thumb wrapped, and he's just getting into the program. I don't think he's going to be ready to make a real run at the very beginning of the season. Uh, so we were talking about Tate Martell, and uh, here's what he was saying about, you know, what Martell has told him and kind of where Martell is in terms of his progression and this injury. He's done a good job in, in individual, um, trying to get that, himself going, and uh, it's been good to see him out there and, and, and engaged. And he's engaged in our culture. It's not vice versa. So let's make sure we make that clear. We invite guys into our place. The narrative is the fact that this thing's escalating and elevating, and it's no longer easy to get just jump on board and grab things. He's been onto that, and we've embraced it. He's embraced us. Uh, he fits in the room because of the way we work. And his spirits are up. Oh, that, he's been that, great. that thumb injury, I mean, that could be frustrating. Yeah, no, it's been it's been good. I, I mean, it sounds uh, kind of weird and crazy, but you like little things like that. That kind of, as a coach, you got guys with a little something in the back of their mind they got to get through. You know, they like the little crawl that. The guys that are kind of thinking through, can they be uncomfortable and continue to manage, you know? And that piece is uh, not something that's terminal, but um, we like the little things like that in a quarterback. All right. I mean, I kind of get that. You know, you're, gonna, you're not going to be healthy most of the season. Right. Now, he needs to get healthy, though, because it is his right hand. It is his throwing hand. So he's kind of up against it. And you can hear in the middle of that, uh, Arroyo's been asked by Tate Martell, who frankly right now is the five in the rotation because he's not cleared health-wise. He's been asked about him every day. So I think he's gotten to the point where he's like, all right, we'll see what happens here. But he, he's coming in here, and he's got to work his way up the depth chart. 
This is not like Tate Martellville. But but that said, he's got to realize people are really excited about this guy, which is a good thing. <laughs> Curtis, have you been on a team where somebody just, like, comes in? Like, you don't expect him to be there. Somebody just comes in, and then everybody's like, wait, who's this guy? Yes, you guys, what's he, you what's guys, he trying to do? You guys deal with this stuff every offseason in basketball, especially now, but there's plenty of UNLV teams, especially after, you know, you were playing. I mean, the, come on, the, the Wink Adams – and Willis, yeah, but and and I mean, that, to me, that's that is kind of like this quarterback battle where you've got you have an alpha with a new alpha coming in, and then like as a coach, you got to make it work, and then you've got to kind of set things up that hey, the new guy is not the guy, but you know, behind the scenes, you're like I kind of want him to be the guy. Yeah, I, I more look at it like someone that's he. I mean, he's coming in what the week before practice starts. <laughs> that's the issue. I mean, as long as guys are there, if he enrolled and was there in June, when summer school started and goes and gets acclimated, gets to know his teammates and gets to learn the culture, I see that. But in terms of throwing somebody in the fire like that, and there's been headlines and and people whispering about it, is he going to come? What position is he going to play? Is he going to be the starter? I mean, from a teammate standpoint, I feel like that's just going to build a little animosity within the locker room, and those are things that you don't want to have happen, let alone with your quarterback. How important is it for if he's going to be – let's just say he's going to be the quarterback. How important is it for him to win the job? Like, does, doesn't that what you need? You need him to go perform at practice. Yeah. So everybody else says, "Okay, I got it." Yeah. To to put all those to, to put all those naysayers and those, and those people in the back to put him to, to rest. He's got to go out there and win it, outperform people the rest of camp, leading into that first game against Eastern Washington. Otherwise, if he doesn't and it's not noticeable, and they throw him in there, I'm like, "What? Cut me, coach." Yeah. And I, we don't even I, want to I, dive I, into the reasons guys are going to think about that. I believe I believe Arroyo knows what he's doing. Sure. He's. Now with two weeks to go, he's going to have a really tough time winning the job to the level you guys are talking about. I think it's he's going to he'll be blended in early in the season, and then we'll see where the other quarterbacks are if Broomfield is holding on to the job and doing a good job. But he's definitely going to be an option at some point in the season. But he's got to get healthy. Without that, he's got he has no shot. And I still feel like Rodgers is far and away the most talented player. It's so it's so. Like, that doesn't always mean you're going to win the yeah. job or you do win the job or you stand out. I just think he's well, yeah, I, got the most talent. It's a weird thing. And, you know, Caleb Herring's on with us all the time. And, I, and, and Caleb pointed out last year, and he brought it up again last week, that Justin Rogers is really talented. But he's he's so poised that sometimes the pace isn't there. You know, like he's so calm that maybe opportunities are missed because he's he's so relaxed. So My question is, when as a coach, when do you make the decision to – remove starter and yeah. insert new guy especially i mean let's be real there i mean their projected win total is what the one and a half over under so i mean if it goes sour quick which it well, has but, historically but i think you also have to factor in that it, it could sour quick but it could also sour against eastern washington is a winnable game they're they're not it's not it's not a definite win but then they play arizona state and iowa state so how do you even judge those games you're like right. you're like he has to go in now Right. You know, Broomfield lost a job, or Rogers lost a job. Wait, based on those two games? And let's That's be not fair let's either. be real. We talk about Eastern Washington. I mean, my wife went to Eastern Washington. She knows about the inferno up there. Their football team is very, very good. I'm excited to go to the game. We're going to go together. She's going to wear her EWU <laughs> swag. I'm going to wear my UNLV swag. But I'm nervous of what the outcome may be. <laughs> Top three stories, Ari. Number three. Listen, quarterback controversies are are good, man. You got to fight. You got to fight. Um, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to win the job. I think uh, Gardner Minshew. Wait, stop. He's really trying to sell this Urban Meyer that Minshew and Lawrence are still a battle. Hasn't named a starter yet. Now, I would I would make the wager right now. 
Gardner Minshew is a better quarterback right now than Trevor Lawrence is. He is. Now, why would you play him? You're not going anywhere. Right. There's no – unless you just think you need to protect Trevor Lawrence because he's so far from ready that he's, it's dangerous to be on the field. You play Trevor Lawrence to develop him. That's fine. But Gardner Minshew is the better player right now. I get. I guess what he's saying. I think he probably wants Trevor Lawrence to go destroy him in camp and then win the job outright. But right now he's saying we, we, we don't know who the starting quarterback is yet for week one. You're not buying. Are you, are you buying this one? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like with when Ryan Fitzpatrick was with the Dolphins, right? And they got Tua. I mean, you don't just throw him into the fire and expose him right away. Maybe let him learn a little bit, especially if you don't have any promise for that season. Yeah, and the, the Dolphins' problem was that they could have potentially made the playoffs. Like they were a playoff roster that didn't know exactly where they were. The Jaguars are not in that position. Aren't? I mean, where Tua was last year with the injuries coming in. And where Lawrence and well, Lawrence did have an injury too. Yeah. Lawrence is way ahead of Tua in terms of being ready at the beginning of the season. Wait, is this Zach Wilson's a bust? No, we don't. We how do we know? Uh, you're right. I'm also the wrong guy to talk. To. <laughs> I, I cried last year when the Jets won and blew the number one picks. So. Right. You and just you're I, just I, I fawned over Trevor Lawrence for a freaking year, and then it all came crashing down. I still can't get over it. Like he's got to start. That guy's great. Well, you you're just assume he's going to be amazing because the Jets missed out on him. That's not necessarily true. Nah, I always thought he was going to be awesome. It's not, it's, not, it's not just the Jets lost out on him. I'm not totally convinced. We'll see. But you, you just don't know. Like Again, I think you should play because I think you need to develop and find out what you have and get him ready and you know all those things because I don't think they're going to be any good. But you know, I, w- I would imagine Minshew is more ready to take a start right now than, than Lawrence is. Without a doubt. I mean, yeah. he's been there before. Simple fact that he's ran an NFL offense. As a starter, I think that gives him the the head start from that standpoint. You would start him at the beginning of the season instead of your number one pick. You know, next Andrew Luck, next you, Peyton Manning. If if you got no promise, nothing going, and you're saying he's not quite there yet. Yeah, let him let him learn a little bit. Let him see how it goes. Go through a, a full game week. Let him. I mean, get those reps. Top two stories. Number two. All right. So what was going on today at Raiders camp with uh, Hayward spoke, and so did Arnett. I guess. Uh, Casey Hayward's kind of all business. Casey Hayward should go play for Mike McCarthy. What does that mean? Just well, he's not inspiring. He's he's very nice dude, very good dude. Just <laughs> just plain, just vanilla. Just, he, so van- and by the way, veteran knows how to deal with the media. Not going to give you guys anything. I'm just going to stand here and give the canned answers, which is why he's a veteran and why he's made it so long and why he's so respected. It's not great for me. No. What, what's great for me is when Damon Arnett comes on and just starts saying crazy things, which was hilarious and awesome. Give us some Damon Arnett. I had no problem playing physical. It was just my body couldn't take it. But I, but as, as far as the decision to throw my shit in there, it was a no-brainer every time. I'm going to throw it in as hard as I can, but uh, year two is more so about playing smart and playing to my strengths more. Um Every play don't have to be a knockdown hit, but then the plays that that I am faced with where it's about physical strength, my body will be ready to uh, take on. Did he flex? Well, at one point, uh, I believe it was Vinny from the paper was was starting to ask him, like, hey, it sounds like you got stronger. It looks like you got stronger. And he goes, what? Looks like. And he just stepped to the side and just flexed. Like, look at this. Like, okay, okay, we believe you. You're definitely stronger. Yeah. I, and I love the 
listen, I was playing physical, physical last year. I couldn't. My body wouldn't let me. I was still doing it, which is awesome because he basically was like, yeah, at the end of every game, I would just be a mess because I'm trying to play physical. I'm not strong enough yet. Uh, but he would still throw his stuff in there, which is which is great. Just throwing his body at the play. Uh, but he's saying he, he's going to play smarter and stronger this year. Got to play smarter. <laughs> <laughs> work work smarter, not harder, for he, sure, especially he, for football guys. He actually lost a lot of weight last year too, right? He got pretty small. Yeah. said uh, the biggest he could get. He was trying to put on weight, but he had COVID. He, had, he couldn't lift. Uh, he said he can only do, like, band resistance stuff. He couldn't lift at I all. I saw that, too. Yeah, he's like, I'm actually lifting weights, not the bands. Yeah. He needs some He needs some advice on how to put on weight. I got him. <laughs> he, I eat all the leftovers from my kids. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he, yeah, he said the biggest he can get is 175. He couldn't get any bigger. That's crazy. A defensive back in the NFL. And he's not He's not 5'7", either. I, yeah. He's, 175. Yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. He's, he's, he, but he couldn't, he couldn't put on weight. He said he just couldn't lift. He couldn't get in. To the gym, there's nothing he could do. And now uh, he wanted to show off the, uh, the the gains. And so he did step around and flex, which was it was awesome. He was great today. All right, let's save the rest of the Arnett for a little bit later in the hour. Let's get to number one. Number one. All right, I know Curtis is fired up about Seattle coming to town. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure that you're going to see a, a whole lot from the Raiders side because, Adam, tell us what's going on at quarterback. Maybe no Mariota and probably no Carr. Sounds like both of them are out. So I think it's going to be a Peterman game, and maybe we get to see Case Cookus, which will be phenomenal. They brought him in Tuesday. He was actually uh, the fill-in for the Vikings when their entire quarterback staff was on the COVID list. They brought in Case Cookus, and then when the quarterbacks came back, they released him, and now he is with the Raiders. He's been there for three days, hasn't thrown in practice that I've seen, and he may be out on the field on Saturday. Uh, but, yeah, the first – uh, crowd, people fired up, excited to go to the Raiders game. Not going to see many regulars at all. You knew what you were buying into, right? Sure. No, yeah. I meant, I meant Curtis as a fan. Yeah. You bought tickets like two D- months ago. Didn't buy tickets, but yeah. Oh, you I didn't? Know what you mean. No, no. I thought you. I, I oh, got no, tickets. you know what I'm getting you confused with. We had a, a listener reach out, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, I got like two tickets for two twenty a piece," and we were like, "What? That's a lot." Yeah. yeah. Preseason, first preseason. Yeah. Connections. I'll, I, and I, yeah, I actually claimed mine last night on the Raiders app. Um, <laughs> but I will say, no, uh, Nathan Peterman had a, had a hell of a two-minute drill against nobody on Sunday. Sure. He looked sharp. He had a couple darts down the field. That's all I got for Peterman there. <laughs> it's inspirational. Uh, yeah, he's, good, he's a good practice quarterback. I mean, that's why he ended up getting in a game for the Bills, and it was a disaster because practice is not the game. Mm-hmm. But listen, it's also like we like to laugh at Nate Peterman because of his debut – He's now been in the league a couple of years, got a ton of reps. He's worked under Gruden now for the third season. Like, he's a much different player. I see him in practice every day. It's not, you know, he's not going to blow you away with his arm strength, but he knows where to throw the ball. He knows what to do with it. He'll be fine. Now, it's not Carr, Mariota. It's not what people want to see. It's not the Raiders necessarily, but that's what you're going to get in preseason game. Yeah, we're not going to get much on both sides. I got a feeling we're not going to get any Jamal Adams, limited Russell Westbrook, or (laughs) Russell Wilson. Can't believe I said Russell Westbrook. It's close, Russell W. Yeah, it's all the same. He, he's been all over everything lately. Uh, so yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, listen, I love preseason football. I, I was having a discussion earlier, like I'll probably watch every single game this week through uh, through the, the Game Pass app and through NFL Network when it's on. I'm taping every single game. I'll probably watch every single one of them. Uh, but I understand why some people don't like it. But you don't have to watch it either. Step aside real quick. We'll reset things. Uh, John Gruden had some interesting words of uh, motivation. Yesterday he gave 
the uh, players the day off from the field, and I guess today he was worried about the media and how they looked. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Yeah, I mean, there's reports out there that I'm, you know, that I don't listen to that stuff. I sarcastically say that just to, you know, make some of my adversaries happy. Uh, I'm not an idiot, if you know what I mean. We practice in the Mojave Desert here, so we do gather all kinds of information. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver 7s, it's Cofield and Company. We got to save that drop. That's that's great. Well, I'm not an idiot. He's uh, He loves this GPS stuff, huh? was my question. Oh, it was? <laughs> yes. Was your question stupid? I don't think it was. It was probably Skip Bayless-esque condescending. A little, I guess. It was, I just said, you know, the players have been talking a lot about the GPS tracking. It's been a subject on Hard Knocks. Like it's been a big talk this preseason. I know that's not the kind of stuff that was around, you know, in your day. But, like, how oh, quickly no. How quickly have you embraced it? How much do you believe in it? How much do you use it? Why do you have to say it wasn't around in your day? I thought it was kind of funny. I think it's a thinly veiled shot at his uh, affinity for the run game and his love of uh, kind of old crappy rock music. It is, but he's been using it. I for know, like, I, I know, I know. I knew that's where you're coming from. He's only been using it for like three years. So but when I say your day, I mean three years ago. So he likes the GPS. He's not an idiot, Steve. It's good. I'm not an idiot. It's great. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, headline? There's my headline. I'm not an idiot. Yep. Perfect. I like it. Technology. Sure. I love it. Did he then turn on you guys and say that you guys needed some kind of, some kind of IV? It was a follow-up to that same question. Yeah. And somebody just followed up and said, well, is that part of, you know, you, you're reading the tracking, you're seeing how much activity there is, and that's why you do things like call-off practice yesterday. Because you're like, all right, they're doing they're doing this. We need a break because we know they've run around this much in this hot of weather. And he said, listen, it's hot. It's going to be hot. He's like, some days guys look they need like they need IVs. He's like, some days after practice, I look over. You guys look like you need IVs, yeah. which is probably true. Did you ever tell the story on the air? Which one? That you, you got beat up one day at practice? <laughs> Not beat up. I, oh, by the hot. weather? Yeah, it was super hot out there. Yeah. I, and I uh, hadn't, hadn't really gone to bed, and I didn't drink any water, and... I started feeling like I was going to pass out. Yeah, it was I, hot. I totally yelled at him, uh, and and someone actually told me I won't tell you who, but someone told me beforehand that that Adam had a rough time at practice, and you know he was like he was you know almost like fainting, and I was like like he doesn't sleep, and then as soon as I talked to him, he's like, "Yep, I didn't sleep." I'm like, "I know that was the deal. You, you can't." I was a bit at five thirty. I had yeah. to be at practice at seven. I mean, it's it ridiculous. <laughs> Been there rough. before, and yeah. that was when it was like it was like a hundred. It was hundred and six. Like it. You know, yeah. 8.15 it in sucked. the morning. It was a bad decision. So, But now I take electrolyte water every day. <laughs> Good. Doing well. Uh, so we got, we got Gruden with a great drop there. We, got, we played some Marcus Arroyo cuts earlier, right? We talked about Mike McCarthy on hard knocks. It's like to each his own about who motivates you. Listen, you were around Lon Kruger. Lon's right. not Lon's not a fire and brimstone scream guy. No. But what do you what do you think about the whole like with McCarthy? We're like, man, he's uninspiring. And then Skip Bayless is like, he looks like a slob. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be motivated to to drive myself for him. 
as a guy who played, like, what do you what do you think of like what what people say about coaches? I mean, you, you, it's hard to judge coaches unless you're in the trenches with them. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I'm mean, like in the locker room, going through those practices, two a days with Coach Kruger. That's when you, I mean, you earn their respect, and they earn your respect. You just have to go through those battles. But but Lon was one guy that where, and everybody knows it. He doesn't curse, and I don't know how because we had some bonehead guys and some bonehead <laughs> things. But the daggummit in everything but, but no curse words but he had a way to put the fear of god in you that us like i didn't want to mess up i didn't want to disappoint the man because i'd feel like oh my gosh i just let you down life's gonna end um but i think that's just the way that he treated us as people off the court he asked about us and our families um and so therefore we cared for him because he actually cared for us as people then when we're in the lines whatever he asked us to do all right you want it done we'll do it but he didn't have to go around throwing chairs like bobby knight and, and, and tearing down the building for us to to respond to him but, but do, also don't mistake like yeah, he didn't curse, but I was at practice enough. Like, he's an intense dude. Like, that is a competitive, intense dude. And I think people mistake it because you see public law and of just being nice and quiet. Right. And, and and everybody hears, oh, he doesn't curse. So, oh, he must not be all fiery. Oh, he's fiery. All right, so why yeah. aren't you open to there? There might be a Mike McCarthy that we don't see. Because we're seeing it. Well, we're seeing it on a reality show. Right. Right, but they, they're going to use – they tried to use something inspiring, and they found – him being completely uninspired. Do you think McCarthy's old planet like Hayward is? Just know, knows they're there, just not going to give them anything or give no. them everything that they want? No. Uh. I think that's all he's got. I mean, the Mojo thing was just so bad. Let's watch a clip of Austin Powers talking about Mojo and then during practice. All right, time for Mojo, please. Stop it, dude. Stop it. Nobody's buying this. This is all. <laughs> yeah, so motivational tactics. We were just talking about this off the air. I mean, in terms of what inspires people and you have motivational speakers – some stuff works. I'm a guy that where it doesn't work unless it's very applicable and relatable to what I did or went through as an athlete. Because some people come in, I'm just like, that's a great story. I feel your passion. But that's not real life in terms of what we're going through. <laughs> doesn't apply. No. Yeah. So thanks for coming, but I, it didn't get me going. It didn't fire me up and rally the troops. But for some people, that works. I don't think it really works for people that are athletes. You so. know, Adam, I don't even know what you like. Nothing. No, I don't even know what you like from a boss. Leave me alone. Like, do you need nothing? Yeah, just leave me alone. Like, yeah. as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, just leave me alone. So you're you're almost completely self motivated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it, it, it actually, the only, I'll say like, I will. I I mean, I think it's you know we joke about it on the show. Like, I will work 20 hour days. I don't care. I'm good. But if at the end of the 20 hour day, you're like, hey, that one thing you did, like seven hours into it, that one little tiny task, kind of did it wrong. Now I'm going to lose it. I will, I will lose it. I'm like, oh, of my 20 hours of working, you're going to pick out the one tiny, and like that's your one comment? That's insane. Yeah, yeah. And that has happened, and it drives me nuts. All right, coming up, I want Curtis's take on the boss leaving. I think tomorrow uh, she ships out. Uh, Desiree Reed Francois is going to Missouri, so I wanted you to comment on that and where the AD position is. And we also have a great story uh, that proves, I believe, that Adam Hill is a lot tougher than George Carl. The phone lines are open. Join the conversation on Cofield and Company now by calling 702-364-1100 or tweet us at Cofield and Co. Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. You know, we just have a different view on stories sometimes, and a lot of it's because we're just, we're a little too edgy. A little too angry. <laughs> Curtis Terry's here to lighten us up a little bit. Uh, I, w- I do have to admit, 
when I saw the story the other day, uh, George Carl had come out and you know was pretty brutally honest about Carmelo Anthony and his career, and just said basically, you know, he was a uh, he was a crappy defender, right? And he yeah, had a couple other choice comments. He's like, he's a great player. I mean, he's good at what he does, but you know, they, they, these are the things he wasn't good at. And then he said, uh, I think he he said I've gotten like over a hundred death wishes, basically, like people saying, you know, go and die. And I was like, okay, so what? <laughs> That's a Tuesday. I'm like, I'm like, bro, you're on social media. <laughs> yeah, and I remember Adam, I mean, Dana White's army came after you and was looking up your house. And Hannity's army. And Hannity's army. And then you had, what was the, you had some Tom Brady joke criticism years oh, ago. that's right. And I thought your phone was going to explode in your back pocket. And it was like, you know, hey, good luck with the diabetes. I hope you explode, <laughs> like, you know, from what? obesity. Like, all right. So, yeah, the, the, it can be a bit mean, George Carl. Sorry. The more recent one. I mean, I feel bad for him if he took it. Like, I don't, no one is, no one's, I mean, I guess there's a couple of people who could be that mad about your mellow criticism. They want you to die. But, you know, that's on them. That's a, that's a them problem. But I, th- I mean, the, the snarky, like, death threats are, are fine. Like, once people start sending photos of your house, you're like, okay, this sucks. Yeah. Like, this is a little bit nerve-wracking. But I felt like I handled it well. There were some lawyers that were much more freaked out than I was. Yeah. I, uh, speaking of social media, I thought, uh, you know, I'm sorry, folks. I, I like that, you know, you, you send stuff out there uh, or you ask me a question about UNLV and I'll – whatever. I have a decent amount of knowledge. Curtis says a lot more than you – know, he played there. He, you know, he works uh, with the school – um, some of the comments on Desiree Reed Francois, it's like you have no idea what an athletic director does. And, you know, if you want to grade what she did, I, I suppose you can and only look at football and men's basketball. I don't think that's all that goes into the job. I just thought some of the shots at her are kind of silly. And for those who are like good riddance, you know, I actually think she was doing a pretty solid job. The football job is incomplete. I have high hopes for Kevin Kruger. Uh, the Ox thing is still weird to process. I don't know if that was a total failure, somewhat of a success, <laughs> you know. Right. But for people who are just like, yep, you know, onward and upward, it, that's not always the way it works. And it's not be- always guaranteed that the next person is going to be, you know, that next step or much better or guarantee, right. you know, football success. I mean, I, you would hope whoever they put in place is going to be someone who can, you know, be a mover and shaker if it's even possible to get in to the Power 5 mix. That person accomplishes that. I don't know that she wasn't going to accomplish that. Or she was ill-equipped to accomplish that. Maybe you're going to tell me, you know what? Good riddance. She wasn't going to do it. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, to be honest, I know what I'm doing tonight is going to be searching hashtags on Twitter because I didn't even see the com- the comments about Desiree. <laughs> <laughs> so that will be my evening. But I think... It's hard to judge an athletic director, especially when she was, wasn't was here for that long of a period of time when, like you said, the job's incomplete. I mean, Arroyo, last year doesn't count. This year they're just starting back up. Kevin, the situation with TJ, at the end of the day, I think that's a win because you got the buyout. That's going to help. UNLV cleans up on her buyout as well for her going to Missouri. Um, but there's still a lot to be had, especially for UNLV fans. But the one positive and if she can claim credit for this, all the other sports on campus are doing really, really good. So we got to give them their credit there. Grades are up. Yeah. A lot of the uh, donations are up. Yep. Uh, you know, maybe the Fertitas aren't still involved. That was a thorny situation, but she got they, – they finished that whole thing. Right. Um, you know, maybe she, you know, she actually probably lost a year in terms of what she wanted to do with the football program because first order of business was getting the facility done. Right. I like Tony Sanchez, but I don't think she did very much. So she wanted to yeah. get rid of him as soon as, you know, she was uh, – she was ready to move on that thing, and she couldn't do it. 
it's one of the most complicated grades to ever try to give an athletic director. I would say for, if the, from the outside, if you don't know anything about the situation, you're on the outside, you would probably say, wow, she crushed it. She crushed it at UNLV. Now, we are closer, so we're like, okay, got a football facility built. Wasn't her. Uh, they moved from Sam Boyd Stadium, one of the worst uh, out there places to ever play in college football, to Allegiant Stadium. Wow, Grand Slam. Wasn't her that did it. Uh, you, you had a college basketball coach that you hired from a small school and is now in the Big 12 within two years. Crushed it. Eh, that was always going to happen anyway. So that was just it, so it's a really complicated situation. But I think from the inside, we're like, well, there's all these reasons that those things happened. But from the outside, you're like, wow, everything she did worked. I'll say from what I've heard about Missouri, uh, they need her type personality. She's very buttoned up, very organized. You work a lot. You know, she 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 works at a high level. You're expected to work at a high level. And I, you know, from people I talk to, it's been kind of a, a loose athletic department. And they're not high achievers on all the Olympic sports. Right. So, and that's a whole different ball of wax, too. Like, you know, Conzo Martin's there. Is he going to be there long term? There are super high expectations for the basketball program. She's not going to mess with the football coach. He's highly regarded. He came out and impressed some people. But there are high standards there. Um, I don't know. Like, if she goes there and they have – Five years of being like the seventh best team in the SEC. It's like fire. No, I don't know. Is that maybe I mean, seventh best for Missouri? It's kind of good, the right? SEC is good, right? If they if they actually challenge for whatever divisions they have, right. so it's a mixed bag. Yeah, but then that just leaves us with how do we pick up the pieces and move forward? Now UNLV's got to find some leadership, someone to continue the job that's that she started or that she she inherited because that's going to be the important thing, especially with Royal in his second year, Kevin in his first year on the job. Uh, there's a lot of things on campus that are going good with other sports, the Olympic sports, but you've got to make sure that you bring things together because you've got to have some leadership uh, because that's, that's what's going to lead this thing. So that's got to get the right person in there. Curtis Terry's with us. It's Cofield uh, coming up. I know uh, Adam wanted to hit on in a very important note in the world of soccer and uh, really Dustin Diamond in the rundown today. Okay. The Cofield and Company crew is back tonight at 9 o'clock. It's the Law and Sporter podcast with Justin Watkins from Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Cofield and Company presents. Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Make sure you're getting some of the great contests down here at Silver Sevens uh, via William Hill. So we've got the Pro Pick'em Contest that is back. That one just costs $25. You want to go high level, million dollars cash is available in the College Pro Pick'em Contest from William Hill. $1,000 to play. You can actually put in five entries if you'd like. And the uh, best record at the end of the year gets a $500,000 cash prize. So you can sign up at any of the books, including the one here. Pro pick them and college pick them. Twenty-five bucks or a thousand if you want to go high level. So check it out. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Going back to the beginning of the hour, real quick before we get out of here. And Curtis Terry, we appreciate you coming down. Curtis hung out with us for an hour here. That J.R. Smith thing, where he's going out for golf at North Carolina A and T. If you could go back and actually have eligibility to play another sport or just do like an activity, like hey, I'd like to be on the debate team. Could you think of something? Ah, uh, man, I don't know. I really wish I would have played football longer. I wish I would have played through high school. Um, really? Yeah. I played receiver. 
How old am I now? Yeah. Way too old to be trying to go back to play. <laughs> I was football. like, wait a second. No chance. Maybe I could punt, though. Do you think? Do you think a Royal let me come out and punt? Sure. Could you punt? Were you a punter in high school? I'll, I'll challenge Royal to let me try to punt against his punters. Oh, wow. get out of here. Really? Wow. Yeah, you, why not? You still have the freaking leg drive, the leg whip? I think I can do it. Wow. Adam, you got something? No, I mean, no. I, I would I would like to go back and, I guess, play any sport, but no, I wouldn't. I feel like if I could find, like, a, a low uh, – a school that was really bad at bowling, I think I could be on the bowling team. Ooh, well, the question cool. wasn't what would you – what could you be on, though? What would you do? I'm, I'm trying to be realistic. I want oh, okay. I want to make the team. I just want to go back to college and have fun again without the, re- the responsibilities. And not exactly. have a job and no bills. And I'm money. You kids, you don't realize. You don't realize. Back tonight with the legal podcast at 9 o'clock at Steve Cofield. Thanks to Silver Sevens. We'll see you.